Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 6, you will hear stories from our seventh collection, Twists and Turns. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. Here for your listening enjoyment at this holiday season is a reprise of two stories back-to-back. Both come from Season 6, Curious Stuff. Please enjoy My Dad Was Santa Claus and The Long Short Walk. And happy holidays from all of us at 6-Minute Stories. My Dad Was Santa Claus by Doug Croft My Dad Was Santa Claus, a special Santa, and not just at our home. Even at a very young age, I knew that Dad had a Santa suit and occasionally did the job. He was really good. He was the best. Dad was not a cheap-suited Santa hustling winter gigs. No one ever lined up for photos. He didn't play Santa for money. He played Santa for specific people and places. It seemed literally to put a sparkle in his eye. So there I was, nine years old. I made up some little Christmas play that included Santa crawling through a tunnel that I made at our home, under the dining room table, through blanket-covered tray tables and such. Early on the evening of that Christmas Eve, 1967, I somehow convinced my dad to act out my little play. He donned the full regalia Santa outfit and delivered on my childhood theater production. With Dad fully dressed as Santa, Mom wondered if there was anywhere else to go while he was so adorned. Soon our entire family loaded into our fire-engine red Volkswagen Beetle, and off we went. We drove to the homes of maybe a dozen family friends, mostly families within our church who all had young kids just like us. Parked in front of each house, my mother, siblings, and I would duck our heads so as not to be seen. With us peeking up just enough to see Dad approach a front door, he would shake his reindeer bells outside. Oh, the joy we shared as our friends opened the door to see the real Santa Claus right there at their home. Dad would go in and remind them that he was close by and for them to get to bed early. Because he actually knew the family, he would call the children by their names. Even dogs or other pets might be identified personally. The children were in awe. They were all aware of Santa helpers at stores and other locations. However, to them, this was the real Santa visiting their house. The Christmas Eve Santa experience became a family tradition for us. That decade plus of trips around town surprising others remains a cherished family memory that I hold close in my heart. It became family tradition for my childhood church friends, too. In recent years, I reconnected with an old childhood friend and recalled going to his annual family Christmas party with my dad doing his Santa thing. 
Here we were, 50 years later, and my surprised friend said, That was your dad? Another friend who learned the truth in adulthood came to describe it wasn't Christmas at our house until Mr. Croft as Santa visited early on Christmas Eve. A few years ago, one of my old Boy Scout chumps remarked, For years, I thought Santa Claus drove a red Volkswagen. Even as I and my siblings grew up and left home, Dad continued his Santa for special locations and friends. He almost always made it personal for each kid by knowing names, streets they lived on, pet names, where in the room they placed their tree, or any other particular detail that only the real Santa would know. Eventually, Dad grew old. When my parents were downsizing and relocating to a retirement community, Dad called me to his closet. He lifted a formal garment bag hanging from the rod and asked if I wanted his Santa outfit. Remembering the play written by a fourth grader, he remarked, It all started with you. I thought you might like to have it. Today, Dad's last great quality Santa suit hangs in my spare closet. The accessories remain in their original box on the shelf. My dad, one of those greatest generation World War II era men, did not show much emotion. The offering of his Santa suit was one of the rare special moments he and I shared. I've been asked to play Santa. I donned the suit a few times and did okay, but it was not the same. As beautiful and as high quality as the outfit is, the magic was not in the suit. It was in the man. Each year, whether I do any other Christmas decorating or not, I pull out Dad's old Santa hat and let it decorate the dining chair at the head of the table. Then I use his best jingle bells to hang on a doorknob. You can't go through the front door of my home without those bells reminding you that it is Christmas time. And now you know the story, how they once belonged to the best real Santa Claus ever. Copyright 2022, Doug Croft. Doug Croft lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. For his own enjoyment, he journals poetically and occasionally writes essays. His poetry has twice appeared in the Rio Grande Valley International Poetry Festival Boundless Anthology. Waco WordFest Cultural Arts Festival, along with three magazines, Synchronicity, Auroras and Blossoms, and Culture Cult. He has received two awards in regional writing competitions and has written five sketches which have been performed in various settings. Long Short Walk by Carlton Clayton Christmas, 1965, the first Christmas I remember. I woke early and dashed to the front bedroom that was the living room where we kept the tree. It was one of those silver tinsel trees about four feet tall. I was in charge of decorations. 
I put the tree on a table and positioned it so it could be seen from each of the three windows in the room. And I decorated it with dark blue baubles and dark blue lights like I'd seen on a department store display downtown. The blue lights were still glowing because following tradition we left on the outside light so Santa could see how to get to the house. The tree remained lit so he could see where to leave the presents. I got a toy rifle, one like those I'd seen on Gunsmoke and Bonanza. I hurriedly removed it from the box, tearing through the cardboard and pulling on the plastic straps that held it in place. Daddy came into the room and sat in the chair near the tree. We were the only two up. Everyone already knew what they'd gotten and might have even used the toys, then put them back under the tree, so the excitement for them was gone. I knew, too, because I selected the rifle from the J.C. Penney Christmas catalog, and I was with my mother when she picked it up from the store. But I was still excited. I finally pulled the rifle free from its packaging and started inspecting it, the stock, trigger, barrel. I pressed the trigger to hear it click. No action. After tinkering further with the rifle, I handed it to Daddy. It isn't working, I said. Daddy gave it a once-over and discovered it needed batteries. We didn't have batteries. Santa must have dropped them somewhere up the street, he said. I'll go out and find them soon after I get the fire going good. He left to tend the fire in the cast-iron stove in the main room. When he returned, he had on his coat and hat. I'm going to find those batteries now, he said, and I bet I know exactly where Santa dropped them. Daddy patted his shirt and pants pockets, out of habit mostly. We didn't have keys to the house. He told me to go stand by the fire some. Warm yourself up a bit, son. It's cold in this room, he said, and tell your mother where I am when she gets up. He stepped out onto the front porch and was gone. I heard him whistling a merry melody, and I listened until it faded into a memory. We did not own a car, and Daddy and Mama never learned to drive, so over the decades I imagined him walking several miles to town, crossing the drawbridge over the river, and going from store to store looking for batteries. The only stores open would have been gas stations and convenience stores, and they were not close to one another. It was over three hours before Daddy returned with the batteries. He burst through the door, holding them high like a prize he had just won. Found them, he said. They were lying in the middle of Foreman Street, exactly where I thought Santa dropped them. My hero. Decades later, I needed to get some facts straight for a memoir I was writing, so I called my sister, Dot, who is nearly 14 years older. She was the most reliable source for the information I needed. The best way to get what I needed out of her was to let her talk without interruption or interjections, no matter how far she strayed from the topic. Our father wasn't the subject, but she eventually landed on him. 
He dropped by Mama Lee's place almost every day on his way home from work to have a drink, Dot said. That juke joint was on Foreman Street. It was one of five in the neighborhood, and at ten years old I was familiar with the interior of all of them. Hers was my favorite because it was the only one with an assortment of potato chips, cookies, candy, and sodas. A lot went on up there at that place, honey, my sister continued. I tell you, there was more than just liquor served there. I listened intently as my sister spewed the saucy details, many of which included our father. Then I remembered the Christmas morning it took him over three hours to make the round trip to Foreman Street to get the batteries Santa dropped. Although with his stride, the round trip should have been only a five-minute walk, six minutes tops. Before we closed, Dot said, Don't you write this in your book. I don't want those people to come looking for me. We both laughed. Copyright 2022 Carlton Clayton Carlton Clayton lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, where he is a volunteer for the North Carolina Writers Network Prison Outreach Program and a member of the Charlotte Writers Club. Although he is working on a full-length memoir, he enjoys most the short form. Carlton also has work in Pembroke Magazine, Iron Horse Literary Review, and the New York Quarterly. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the seven anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L-Jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.